in case you missed it, my book Anatomy of Abundance hit the market and it is officially an Amazon bestseller. We couldn't have done it without your help. Thank you for being here and supporting me. If you haven't picked up your copy, pick it up today. Learn how to transcend the limits of scarcity and rewrite your life's narrative, transforming it into a story of boundless prosperity and fulfillment with Anatomy of Abundance. Join renowned author Petrina Wisdom and 16 Brilliant Minds on a Transformative Journey. Discover awe-inspiring narratives and empowering strategies to attain abundance in relationships, career, health, and wealth. Every purchase breathes life into a remarkable cause, donating book proceeds to the Shine Organization. Shine Organization empowers sex trafficking survivors to break free from scarcity, fear, and past traumas, and boldly create their own unique path to abundance through entrepreneurship. Buy your copy today. You're listening to Fuck Being Stuck, the podcast where we spotlight women who've gone from managing to mastering life's challenges and the badass practitioners that are changing the way we heal. I'm Dr. Sabrina Nicole, psychologist, coach, author, and speaker. But more importantly, I'm a woman who had my own journey to mastering chronic pain. You don't need to be stuck anymore. Fuck that. Hey there, I'm so excited you're joining me today. Today's episode is all about, I want to say black joy, because my girl right here is about to bring some joy and happiness to our life. Today, my guest is Tanisha Yurik Allen, better known as Asha Yomi. She's a business transformation mentor, merging her work as an operations excellence expert and a spiritual strategist. Asha designed a career teaching impact-driven CEOs and founders how to activate their souls, and transform from their fears to systematically increasing their income, clientele, and more importantly, joy in using their unique soul energetics. Oh, I love you. (laughs) You are so wonderful. Listen, people have been like asking me to do things and asking me to talk at places. And every time someone says like what I do, I'm like, oh, is that early? (laughs) That's you. It's what I do. Yeah. Um, I'm Tanisha. I'm Asha. Everything Dr. Sabrina said is true. Everything. But simply put, I just help people. Um, they just happen to be most of the time business owners and CEOs and founders. But I just help people transform their fears into action, right? Like, how do you reach your next level of success? How do you honor all of your emotions on that journey so that you don't get stuck you know, and decision paralysis or paralysis period, you just have an opportunity to move into action that feels good, calms your spirit and all that stuff in between. So that's what I do. (laughs) Yes, yes. And I'm sure since that's what you do for others, you had to do it for yourself. Yeah. And it's been... So I want to hear all about that journey. So that's so dope that you asked because I realized that since I started working for myself full time, doing this full time, that I don't talk about my story very often. So this is really nice. I get to practice. So when I was 16 years old, I was shot and I died and I came back to life while I was waiting for the ambulance to get to me. So all that happened was like in a scope of things. Right. And as I started to transition and leave this side, 
I went on this journey where I saw my grandmother and all these spirits and they were like really excited to see me and welcoming me and all these things. And so I got to learn at 16 how real the spirit world is and how much they are always around us. Fast forward a little bit, I recovered. I had to learn how to walk again, how to eat, how to process. Like it was a lot, right? And at t- I turned 23, I got married and I also got diagnosed with PTSD that same year because some things on my wedding triggered the PTSD, like the activation of it. And yeah, and so I spent maybe like two or three years in like clinical therapy, just that, right? And I always felt like I was really stuck and I couldn't make any progress. I was scared to leave the house for like a year. It was bad. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit therapy and I'm going to take all these things they gave me and put it to work. And in doing that, I reconnected with my ancestors. At the same time, I joined my uh, spiritual tradition, which I'm a practitioner. I'm a Christian, but I'm also a practitioner of Lucami Santeria. And I started to connect with my ancestors and I was dancing and I was healing and I was finding ways to heal through the fear with movement. And it just so happened that around that same time, my spiritual gifts came online. So I'm hearing spirits, I'm seeing them and they're, you know, and my career had always been in operations, but now it was like, I had to learn a systematic way of being myself because with the PTSD diagnosis, there's nothing wrong with it. It just means that my strategy in life is different than some other people's. I require different things. And so I was like, oh, operations. Oh, strategy and spirit. This is what I do. I help people navigate. This is how I got here, right? I had a career in operations where I was doing strategy for companies and people and their processes, but I was also doing the same thing for myself in partnership with spirit, in partnership with God, my ancestors, all of them. And... I was just like, oh, I've been doing this already so I can help people do this. And so the work that I do is like that. It's what is your strategy, right? Because you're going to have success as long as you are treating yourself how you require the steps, the processes, the people, the support. And then we just mirror that in your business because business is just like your gifts. Business is how people share their gifts with the world. That's all it is. The hard part is figuring out what you need. (laughs) That's the hard part. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And your experience, you know, connecting with your spirit and your ancestors at such a young age, like everybody comes to it differently, you know, and at a different time. Like my first experience wasn't until I was 26 that I really was like, oh, wait, you know, I'm sensing, you know, at the time it was my father had just died. I felt his spirit leave his body. I knew before I went in the room that he had passed, I felt it so so strongly. And I had never felt anything like that before. And it it was scary. Like, I didn't know what to, how to interpret that, you know, and I blocked it out for probably like 10 years. Like I didn't want to even hear about spirit, but spirit is the one thing that people don't teach their kids. They don't talk about it. You know, they'll talk about God. They'll talk about, you know, church, but never about like what we are at our core. Yeah, you know? and I always tell people, like, I might be practicing an African spiritual tradition, but I'm rooted in Christianity. Like, all my people are like, I'm going to read the Bible, whatever. And it's like, and that's great. Whatever tradition, whatever faith you practice, there's always this reverence, this ancestral reverence that is literally in your DNA that has to, room has to be made for. Your spirit mm. guides, they have to be acknowledged because we know that energy is never lost. It's just transferred. And all this beautiful energy is around you guiding you, reminding you, you know what I mean? So like, you got to tap into that. 
it makes a life experience way more fun. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, most people don't stay still long enough to really tap into that intuition, you know? <laughs> they don't. And so like most of the people that I work with, the most the work that they hate to do is slow it down. Because they're like, oh, I'm doing business. I gotta, I'm like, I mean, you could, or you could just open your schedule up a little bit. Well, what am I gonna do with the free time? Get to know yourself. What do you require? What are your inner children saying? Have you prayed for the day? Like, I need you to do those things and then go to work. You know what I mean? Because you built this business to put your stuff in the world, but now you built a prison that's like a nine to five. <laughs> Why? Why is it? There's no reason for it to be like that. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's so true. So that's the work you do is helping us business uh, women settle down, settle ourselves down and really tap into all that we really, we are, you know? Yeah. And and incorporate that into our businesses. I love that. I yeah. Because duality, like I always tell people, like when I say God and when I say the universe, I'm not talking about the same thing. I'm talking about God. And then the universe and then spirit and then, and then, mm. and then, and a lot of people, we all have an, and then like you have this podcast and then you're a doctor and then you write books and then, and you know, and people like to be like, Oh, we have to come into this world and be one thing says who, who told you that, who told you that and who made you believe that? And why do you believe that? And let's tap into all the, and thens for you, because those are things that bring you joy. That's your strategy in life. I love that one because, you know, I love the unconventional and the outside the box thinking because everything that I think I learned in business the past year was like, focus on one thing and narrow it all down. And I'm still like, book, podcast, psychologist, I'm going to find a way. I'm going to juggle. <laughs> yeah, to do it all because you were sent here to do it all. Duh. Like, yeah, I... As someone who also does business work, I do hate when people tell you that you have to cut off part of yourself to do just one thing. There's a way to do it. You just have to find your way. Okay. Thank you for the permission. You're welcome. <laughs> to do it my way. So tell me all about how you got started with emotional freedom, emotional freedom technique. Oh, yes. It is my favorite. It is my favorite. I'm such a nerd about this. Okay. So I was doing some, so everyone knows I have PTSD. I've been working, I've been having, I've had PTSD officially like by on paper for like the last seven years, but at least 14 years I've been diagnosed with that. So yeah, emotional freedom technique was the method that helped me when some trauma resurfaced back maybe like three years ago. Some trauma had resurfaced. It was fine. And I learned about this emotional freedom. You tap on these points in your body. And what it does is you are rewiring your DNA and rewiring your cells for optimal healing. So when trauma happens, right, when life impacting events, that's what I call them, happen, your body changes its cellular structure to match the energy of being unwell. And the body's whole purpose is to be well. Right. And so when life impacting events happen, people are like, I don't, I'm fine. I'm fine. You're fine. But your body is literally operating off of a process or a program, right? That says, I am unwell. So everything you do comes from this unwell frequency. And then enter emotional freedom technique. What it does is you tap through a couple of rounds, hitting certain points on the body, 
while saying all the negative things of this life impacting event. You talk about how bad it made you feel, all the doubts, all the questions, all the things can have room to come up. And the whole time you're soothing your nervous system by hitting those points. And what those points also do is it's kind of like shit because it's healing. It's like shaking your cells to where all that energy was stuck. All that, uh, I'm unwell programming was stuck and it's reshaping your cells to get back to a state of wellness. So you go from unwell to well through this process of just soothing the body and the nervous system, right? And talking about the things that you don't like and people love to hide the things that they don't like, they make them uncomfortable. And I'm like, bring it up. Let's talk about it because you got to get it out. Your body is unwell, you know? So you got to tell it. You, you force them to tell it. Tell it all. Yeah. I won't work with out. anybody who's still lying about how they feel. Because, again, I can hear messages from spirit. So I know you know that you're lying. <laughs> we know. And so even like when I bring people to work with me, like I don't ever do it without you know praying about their ancestors and talking to their spirits. Because we are conditioned to lie about how we feel. We are conditioned to let the person on the other side feel good. And so we are always slave to our own emotions. So we never tell the truth. And it's like, woo, you can't work with me if you're not willing to tell the truth. Because you can't get free. Yeah. Wow. That's generational. Like we passed, that got passed down, you know? Yes. Yes. That line to protect, you know? Other people's feelings and never considering our own. Yes. And it affects all of us. Like I specifically work with black people of color, LGBTQ plus and women, people, folk. And I I specifically leave out cis hetero white men because they, they just have a different program than we do. But all of us in these categories have been conditioned to hide. And if you're hiding all the time, when do you get free? You don't. You just Girl. don't. It's not possible. Ooh, that hit hard. That hit hard. <laughs> yeah. I felt that. No, I did. I did. So how long did it take you to learn, you know, to practice emotional freedom technique to be able to do it with, with others? I've been on my journey with EFT for the last two years. Full stop, caveat, let's have a moment, talk about spirit. Okay. When I first joined my tradition, I was told that there are certain things that I am, I have a natural ability to do. So like certain tools of magic and certain tips and trades because of the work that I'm here to do, because I'm here to do fear center work. There are things that I can learn that are supposed to be done with other people. And so this is one of those things. So where people are like, oh, you don't have a lot of years. I don't because I'm not doing it by myself. I'm doing it with spirit. And so if they give me permission to use this tool with you, then we're going to use it. So I've been doing that for about two years since my certification. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So I want you to talk about how um, the journey to, to merging, you know, joy with, with business. Yeah. Like, um, how did you know that joy was, was the was the answer. Like that was the key. How did you know that that was the key? (sighs) I am a person who studies a lot. I know a lot about a lot of things again, because of the 
the work that I do spiritually, I have to. And so how did I learn about the joy frequency? <laughs> this is going to sound really weird, but I'm just going to say it. So I, I can read energy. People will look a kind of way to me if they are really sad or really, sh- they, they look a kind of way. It's almost like I can see their frequency. So I can see it. And I was at work at my corporate job, one of them, and I was having a really bad time. I was really struggling because as a black woman in operations, it's not an easy feat because the culture is really bro It's really white. It's really male. And I was struggling to find my footing, like to find my security. And I had to tap into something else where I was like, well, where am I going to put my attention? How can I make this fun? And I think it was at this job that I learned what joy could do. And so I would strategize like, okay, so something I do with my clients, right? Like, what am I experiencing? And I write down all the negative. What do I want to experience that would feel good to me or bring me joy? And I write down that so that I could train my attention to only notice that which I want to experience. And I think when I did that, and that was about six or seven years ago, that was my first experience with that, that if you could create enough joy, you won't notice anything else because you'll be so aligned with that frequency that nothing else will actually make it to your attention. And so people have a very poorly trained attention where we're attuned to notice all of the bad things and none of the good. That's where I learned it. And that's how I use it. Joy is a frequency from which many things can be born and can grow. Fear and all those things, they look very different. And so because they have very sharp curves and dips and high highs and things like that, it's really harder to sustain that energy. Wow. So tell me about your regimen. Like, what do you do for you? Because if you're focusing on joy as a frequency, then I'm assuming that you're not watching a lot of like the news. That you're not, you know, doom scrolling on social media, going down the rabbit hole. What are you doing? What kinds of activities do you suggest that other people do to help find joy? Other than maybe the journaling, like you mentioned, like writing out things. But what else do you do? What do you actually fill your head with then? Okay. I have a list. I have a uh, list of at least 50 things that make me happy. And I forced myself to create it because, again, I have to train my attention. So I pick 50 things that, like, I could do at any given moment if I'm feeling a lull in my joyous energy that'll bring it back up immediately. And, I mean, it's so itemized. It's like, play this Beyonce song. Drink from this cup, right? Like, I really look at my environment and I pick things that would bring me joy, And the way that people can tap into the joy frequency for themselves is to remember a memory that just felt good and buttery and delicious. Tap into that. And then as you look around your life, what in your life would give you that same exact feeling? And so for me, my personal regimen is a lot of things. I meditate like three times a day. So I have like a 15 minute meditation that I do. Then I have another 15 minute one that's like me talking to me, saying how much I love myself. And then I have another one that I do to balance my chakras. I walk for 45 minutes a day. So my strategy is very different because, again, I have a PTSD diagnosis in this lifetime. And so I'm always, like, moving energy around and throughout my body. Um, I don't doom scroll, but I do watch a lot of fun TV when I'm not working. And then I do stuff like this that energize me and get me excited and keep me happy. 
but I know what my joy frequency feels like. I know what it feels to embody that. And so I just look for things to do throughout my day, throughout my life that would mirror that exact same feeling. Meals that I eat, exercise that I do, you know, that kind of thing. Clothes that I put on, all of it. Those fabulous glasses you have on. (laughs) The glasses I wear. (laughs) Yes, I love those. I love that idea. I think everybody should make this 50 things that make me happy list. I love that idea. Because we have to, joy is an energy that, again, we, most people in those categories I listed, we have been oppressed by systematic things, right? And so we've been operating on programming that is not ours, on processes, SOPs that are not inherently ours. And so you have to be willing to connect with yourself in a way that allows you to tap into, okay, well, what does Dr. Sabrina need like to be operational and functional and of her highest? Like my husband, he, I did his, like I've done work for him before. And you know how like, I requ- I personally require like juices and workouts and meditate and meditate again and meditate again, meditate again. You know what my husband requires? His spirit, his spirit only requires that he gets like eight hours of sleep, that he goes to the gym and that he meditates like once a week. But I require like baths and this and that and this (laughs) and that, you know, like, so you have to tap into what makes you, you know? I I love that. I love that. For me, meditating, I know I need to. And I know when I'm starting to feel like neck pain and all that stuff, that means I'm off. I'm off my schedule. I need to get back in. Yeah. So I'm jumping on the trampoline. I'm trying to get (laughs) recalibrated. I love that. Have you ever been to a trampoline park? No, I haven't in a long time, actually. But I have a little mini trampoline, and I found this lady on YouTube with her little trap music in the background playing, and we're doing our thing on the trampoline. When I get off this, I'm going to be doing that. (laughs) I love that. I went for a walk before I got over here. You should go to a trampoline park. I'm hearing that as a message. You should go. Just have a day and just go to a trampoline park and, like, try everything. (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna put that on my list, and I trust Try you and your intuitive spirit. I love it. I know you do. Oh, I know you do. I love goodness. you so much. Last question is: How can people get in touch with you? Work with you? Follow you? Oh, love this question. So you can follow me, my personal Instagram. I'm a lot of fun, and I'm really cute. So please follow me. Is at the T-H-E-N-A-T-T-Y-E-M-P-R-E-S-S. It is the Nati, I'm Jamaican, Empress. Okay, one more time. The Nati Empress. And then my business page, because I have a wonderful, wonderful social media girl. Hey, Shamoy, is at Your Other Mind. And anyone that wants to get in contact with me, I'm going to leave my link with Dr. Sabrina and we can have a cute little chat with some tea and some vibes and my glasses and it'll be amazing. But follow my personal page because I'm really cute. I promise. Okay. <laughs> she is, y'all. You're not able to see her, but I will post some pics and you will see how cute she is. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, girl. <laughs> All right. All right, friends. That's it for this episode. Please subscribe to the show and share this episode with a friend. Thank you, Tanisha, Asha, Yurik Allen. You're the best. (laughs) This is great. Bye, everyone.
Thanks so much for tuning into Fuck Being Stuck, the podcast. Be sure to check out the show's notes for this episode on www.drsabrinanicole.com and follow us on social media. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. We'll be back next week with more. See you then.